Hey, don't we need to do the intro to Papa's podcast? Oh yeah, I forgot. Isn't that the boring one? No, that's the theology one. It's the boring theology podcast. <laughs> that's so stupid. Welcome back to the Boring Theology Podcast, where we will be digging our way through the Bible from a Reformed confessional perspective. I'm your host, Michael Esch, and with me today... What is he going to say? Hey, it's the last, <laughs> it's the last one say? in the series. It's the last one in the series. I so I have to give you a proper name. <laughs> Reverend. <laughs> Benjamin... Davis hey. <laughs> Parks the Third. Mike, you you was uh, you was this close. You could drop the Reverend part, and you could do uh, uh just Ben. Look at that, Pastor Ben Davis Parks the Third. Ain't that don't that just work? Hey, you know what? Start your own podcast, <laughs> and you can call yourself whatever you want. <laughs> Well played, sir. Well, well played. Touche, Mikey. He always be getting me, man. I, I, I give it to him. He, he always be getting me. I'm just more humble than him. But other than that, man, he, he always getting me out ben, here. Ben is more humble than me. Nah, son. that's why he's called oh, Reverend. <laughs> Yo, I, I don't know what we gonna do with Pastor Mike, but yes, it's good to be back, uh, with you, Pastor Mike. This is our last. This is part three. This is no. Part four. Part four. My bad. Yeah. I'm sorry. This part is, four. We've yeah. we've really been uh we we've put in a lot of work. Yep. It's it's a lot of work. So when you look at what we did here in this podcast on biblical justice, mm-hmm. we first started off with just a podcast of what is biblical justice. Mm-hmm. We just said what does the Bible say about justice? We're not taking this into a modern sense. We're not taking this into uh, politics of today. Right. We're not even talking about the United States or our local cities. Right. We're not even talking about our church. We're literally just saying, what does the Bible say about justice? Mm-hmm. So we covered that. Right. And then what we did was, so we set that foundation. And then we built this, from that foundation, we were able to respond to our modern day context. Mm-hmm. And so that's what part two part three part four have all been about what we did was we said well what does the black lives matter organization Mm -hmm. believe and and the real reason we used black lives matter organization belief statement on their website was because we felt like they properly summarized what social justice is in our culture right and right. so what we did was in part two and part three, we went through a bunch of that. And so there was a lot of part two where we agreed with a lot of stuff. That's right. There was part three where we got into stuff we strongly disagreed with. And even to a standpoint where we don't necessarily think on an organizational level, maybe on a movement level of of of. Uh, that we believe or hashtag black lives matter yeah. or like the, the movement towards we can't mistreat um, black people in our society and in all these different aspects in, in political and in the economical or in the um, social 
structures. Um, we can support that, but we can't, we can't as Christians, at, at least me and Ben concluded that we, we can't um, go hand in hand with an organization that promotes the destruction of the black nuclear family. That's right. And so, right. and so we got into that a lot in, in part three. Now, part four, what we're going to do is going to be wrapping up their belief system. Yep. Yep. So. And we, and we, uh, we started off if you remember, if you, if you watched, which I, or listened, I hope you did. Um, we asked, uh, about, okay, so what is sexism? Um, what is patriarchy? That, that we was did how the we, last podcast. <laughs> We ended you, it like you, that. You tried to like, you tried to fit it in. I was in it. So you tried to fit I it tried. in in like thirty seconds. Yeah, I, I was tried. Like, <laughs> I was gonna take like an hour. I don't. I, you know, like I said, I I, I definitely tried. I I was trying my hardest, y'all. I really was. But yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, the, the, it get because I think the thing that that is interesting about our topic is we hear it all the time. They use terms, and we use terms that we hear all the time, but you ask people what it mean and you can get a thousand different answers like like and that and that's the that's the hard part about where we live in and what context because a lot of times we just we just kind of throw out words and we'd be like boom i won and you're like what you'd be like up oh, you're sexist and i'm like wait how am i saying well because i said so and then you're just like no i just believe it yep that's sexist it's like okay well wait what does sexist actually mean though like what is sexism so that's what we ended up and that's what we're going to actually be picking up um do you uh, want to read the like that section of the black lives matter statement so um where we left off last time all right let's uh i'll start off um and it says we build a space that affirms black women and is free from sexism, misogyny, and environments in which men are centered. Now, just just so, just before we start, I mean, just remind you, I don't know if, because I said it last time and I want to say it again. Um, I affirm black women. I love black women. May not know this, but my wife is black and she's very beautiful. I'm okay. She she's the most beautiful. I'm sorry, y'all. My bad, Mike. But yeah, she is the most beautiful woman in the world. So I, I love love black women. I have a black mom. I got black aunts, black cousins, black friends. I love black people. So this is not a this is not a white black thing. This is this is a biblical perspective on um, what these words mean and things like that. So. Um, all right, Mike. So what what we got for uh, sexism? So when I read through this statement, there's two words in there that I feel like get thrown around a lot, mm-hmm. and usually as insults or when people are angry. So they're mm-hmm. emotionally. Um, there's a lot of emotion attached to those words. So I thought it would be helpful to unpack them. I went to some universities sites for this first definition. They define sexism as a system of oppression based on attitudes and beliefs commonly related to traditional stereotypes of gender roles that privileges men, subordinates women, and devalues practices associated with women. And then the second word in here that gets tossed around is misogyny, mm-hmm. which simply means the hatred and mistreatment of women. All right. All right. So, so I feel like in when we talk about those things, 
being called a sexist and a misogynist, like nobody's turning around and saying like, yeah, I'm sexist or yeah, I'm a misogynist. I hate women. Like I don't, I don't really see that anywhere. Right. I mean, maybe there's some like edgy people that are trying to like make waves on like YouTube and their podcasts and they're trying to be like, yeah, I'm a sexist. And yeah, I I, I think women should be like that. But like largely they're, they're like trying to just, they're just trying to trigger people to get more views. Right. Um, because I don't honestly think like this is a majority issue here. I'm sure there's French people mm-hmm. that are like doing these things, but I don't really think that the, that Black Lives Matter is talking about French people. I think they're actually describing those words as a lot of people in our culture mm-hmm. are doing these things. Right. And so right. So they're addressing these so they've they've created these words for like sexism and misogyny that are being attributed to things that I think a lot of people would debate. Um, mm-hmm. And so um, I kind of want to get into that because one of the things that I think the wor- the world views as men and women, mm-hmm. they view it as um, they view this power struggle. Like it's like there's this oppressed. Uh, I'm sorry. There's the oppressor. Yeah. And the oppressed. Right. And there's like this power tension. Right. And if there's any sort of power involved, it's that power that's evil. Right. And that and that right. power is is what is wrong with society. And we should remove that power and we should equalize everybody and make everybody the same. Right. Which I, that, that's what we hear in our culture. And I think they would probably agree with that. And right. any sort of power over somebody else would be a form of oppression and needs to be removed or eradicated. Right. Now, the Bible doesn't talk about the relationship between men and women, especially husbands and wives, in this oppressive way, Mm -hmm. even though it articulates specific roles for men and women. That's right. But before we get into that, they're specifically talking about... um, we build a space that affirms black women. Could you go through some of the struggles that they're talking about? I'm not necessarily addressing the solutions mm-hmm. to those or what the Bible would say about those things. Cause we're going to get into what the Bible says about the roles of men and women, mm-hmm. but maybe you could address the struggles of black and w- black women. So yeah, definitely. Um, there, there are many struggles when it comes uh, to to black women because what what ended up happening was is uh, you have things like single motherhood. Um, that's a very very big issue in the black community, and, and and one of those you have several reasons of why this happening. You you had the mass incar- incarceration um, that happened that took a lot of black men away. Um, from their communities and a lot of times on charges that were like you know petty drug charges and things like that and that'd be like and, those three strike laws yeah three strike laws and th- and things like that um then you then you have 
uh, uh, the over-sexualization of black women. Um, that's a very, very huge issue in the black community because even when you look at like, and, and, and me growing up, I grew up as a person who, uh, grew up in a church, but then when I left the church, I got really heavily involved with hip hop. Like that was, that was my culture. You know what I'm saying? I, I was into it. I could tell you all the songs about 2006 to, to about 2010, Shoot, I'd even say about 2012. Actually, I knew I knew all of the big rappers and all of that stuff, and I knew the uh, language and everything. But the thing that happens, what I noticed is, black women were degraded in black uh, in in black rap songs. It, it's just, it's just a fact that they, they were not looked at as okay. Let's get married, have kids, and one man take care of his wife. That wasn't the thing. As a matter of fact, there was a show called Uncut. And I used to wait for it to come on because it came on late at night. Um, and on Uncut, it was usually black women dancing in very skimpy uh, clothing. But because of that, because of how we have over-sexualized our black women and not respected them, um, the way the Bible talks about respecting women, because of that, then you have a lot of women with kids and no fathers well well you have you have fathers or a lot of times they'll be called sperm donors but you don't have men who will take care of the wife and the kids you just have a whole bunch of sex and things like that going around with no type of responsibility no commitment none of that it's just i had sex with you because you was there and now i want nothing to do with you so now you have kids with no guidance from their fathers and, and that has been a a, a a really really terrible thing that's happened in the hood and I'm, and I'm gonna tell you something um i talked to a, a an older gentleman he was about 80 years old i never forget this um i was talking to him and i was like hey man what what you think happened in the hood and he was like i'm gonna tell you what happened he was like i used to look down on this street and this is what an old black man told me he was like i used to live down on the street he said it used to be a doctor here a lawyer there they were lawyers that was a nurse that dude over there he was a firefighter and i'm like man this is crazy and he said but what happened was now every single one of them homes those are single mother homes now i see men going in and out of these houses none of them are the kids fathers none of them cares about the kids and that's a stroke that is a problem in the community that we have so when they talk about black women's struggles i feel that like i i understand that to its core because i've seen it i've been out at night and i've seen where i'm like man our women need to be respected and it's not something that I'm just saying. You can even go to Malcolm X where he would talk about how, look, we need to respect our women. He he was pointing out a problem because it was actually a problem there. Um, so so you have many different problems. But I think those are two of the biggest mass incarceration and uh, single mother homes, I think, are two of the biggest that I see anyways. You know what I think is is crazy is that they twist the idea of empowerment to be sexualizing themselves yep. so like they turn around and say like you're going to be a sex object for my pleasure mm -hmm. but that's because you're empowered to make that choice right you can make that choice right, right. you can be you can have this power to do this and it, it's like clearly a manipulation because it's just these men that are I'm gonna benefit are benefiting from it <laughs> that's it and they're like oh that's we're gonna it. empower you to single right. motherhood right and like so I don't have to take care of that child right. anymore right like right. I, 
That that's that's that's, that's, that's it. No, not Mike, empowerment. That's, that's exactly like you just yo, tricked somebody exactly. into into just doing whatever you exactly. wanted them to use. You use them. You 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 use right. them, and and that's all it is. It is it is using. If I take a woman and and look, I'm not coming on as somebody preaching on you know on the soapbox or whatever. Because I can tell you, I was a slave to that system. I I was a scumbag. I'll just be real about it. I was a straight up scumbag. Um, and I thank God for His freedom and power through the gospel. But I tell you that it is absolutely a thing of men are benefiting because and it helps me to be uh, to stay in boyhood and not manhood, because if all I if I get to have all this fun with you and I have no type of commitment or responsibility, I'm winning because now you you now have a child. You now have to bear on this this task of raising a, a, a child when God made it to where a man and a wife were supposed to do that together. Now you have the burden of that and I can go out and have fun with the next one. That's you didn't benefit from that. You did not you did not benefit. And I don't no. think there's any way you can make it seem like I think there's know, a big discrepancy in benefits there. Right. Because one person now has a child, mm-hmm. which children are blessings. Right, they are. And and so he has that blessing, and then he has no responsibility for the blessing. None. While the woman has the blessing of a child, yep. but then has all the responsibilities that was supposed to be divided right. between a man and a woman right. to help raise this child. Right. Now she bears the 100% responsibility of doing that. Right. And that, that's crippling. That's crippling. Yeah. It's You're crippling. supposed to enjoy your blessing. Right. And and when that becomes so overbearing, it becomes hard. And I think that, that the children in those situations struggle too. Right. Right. And, I, and, 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 and just to take it back to sexism. Here's why. Here's why sexism is is it could be. Uh, I guess it can really really be um, uh, not a good term to use. I'll say. And the reason why I say it is because what the way we look at sexism, we look at it in a sense of okay, if you have power, then you're evil and you're an oppressor. But then we don't know what does that power mean because power is not that's everybody has power to do something that's not a bad thing to have it's how you use what you're doing like uh if you look at the um and i'm gonna go to numbers chapter uh 30 and i'm not going to read it i just i want you to actually go to it if you're like ben what are you talking i want you to read this chapter it's two things that it, it puts on men in here the fathers and the husbands it actually says if a woman was to make a vow a rash vow meaning she said something she made a vow to god and and let's say it was it was a vow that she shouldn't have made right it was a vow because back then you made a vow you kept that vow so she made something that she shouldn't have made if the father heard her he could say no that doesn't stand and god would say okay cool i'm not going to hold that vow on her that gets transferred to the man to where that she marries and then in in the same way if she said a rash vow the man the husband can say nah babe that's not a good idea we're not going to take that vow and it would be released from her so you see this sense of the the father and the the husband has power but with that power didn't we say this last time with great power comes great responsibility 
with that power you were supposed to use that to now look over and protect your woman and protect and provide for your uh the the woman that is under your care so it was not used to oppress her so just because you have power doesn't mean you're an oppressor and i think that's where the the disconnect comes when usually it's like up oh, you you're a powerful man and you say, hey, I think that, you know, like the scripture says, and we're going to go to the scriptures here soon, but like where it says the, the man is supposed to be head of the household, sexist. It's like, what? <laughs> but that's well, what the Bible says. Right. So you get into this, this issue where you're talking about power being evil, mm -hmm. right? Right. Well, then that would make God the most ultimate evil. Oh. There you go, Mike. You you right. messing up, man. Because he has Ooh. ultimate power. He is mm. the sovereign God mm. over all things. And man. so he controls everything. And because he controls everything, then he is now viewed as evil. Right. Because he has the most power. Right. Now right. That's here, why God is a is, that's why God is a woman, Mike. <laughs> get out of your bed. <laughs> so, that's what Ariana Grande told me. That's what she <laughs> said. I'm just going off what she said. <laughs> I didn't even know what you were talking about. <laughs> what was that? I but yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, y'all. My bad. <laughs> I said I'm just singing my songs. I'm sorry, y'all. Go ahead, Mike. So, but what we have here is that the that God has the ultimate power, right? Mm -hmm. And we know that God is good. Mm -hmm. He's perfect. Amen. Then that means that power in and of itself is not bad that's right i would i i would even go as far to say that power is good yeah right because god is holy good that's god right. isn't a neutral moral Amen. god is a is a positive moral that's so right. he is all good and and his sovereignty is good Amen. um so when when he says man you are made in my image it turns around and says, okay, now you have power. Mm -hmm. He even says in Genesis that you have dominion right. over the world. That's right. So in Genesis, when the world had been created and there was no sin in the world, mm -hmm. he said, you have power. That's right. So, and the woman had power with him mm -hmm. to rule over the earth. Now, it wasn't a power in the sense that Adam was still accountable for Eve. That's part of the great sin that happened in the garden is That's that right. Eve was deceived by the serpent, but yet God addressed Adam. That's right. He and he addressed Adam first. That's right. He said, you're responsible for this. So no matter how the world is describing the way that the family structure is supposed to be or the way that men are supposed to react with women and the way that women, it, to be honest, it doesn't matter what these people say right. because because in the end, God is going to be your judge. And he wrote down in the Bible and said, this is the way I'm going to hold you accountable. That's right. So these these men that are going around and abusing and neglecting and mistreating women yep. and manipulating them, they're going to be held accountable for That's that. That's right. They will. And on the flip side, you have women that are just as responsible for their role in this world yeah. and, and what they're supposed to do. Right. 
and they're going to be held accountable for that too. And I feel like right now it's looking a little doom and gloom. Mm -hmm. So I'd really like to go into actually what the Bible describes as what is supposed to be a marriage because it's absolutely beautiful. Word, word. Because right now we're talking about, oh, when you mar the image of what Christ designed marriage to be, the relationship between a man and a woman is supposed to be, it's beautiful. And so when we talk about the judgment for not doing those things, if we start off with this judgment, it does look really dark. Right. But if you flip it and we we describe to you what the Bible says an actual marriage is supposed to be, and let's just isolate that from where our culture is and then we'll bring it back to our culture. Bet. Bet. So so Bet. in the be- so you want to start with in the beginning, like how God designed it, or where are you gonna start? I mean, I was uh, you I, start honestly, you start honestly, wherever you hey, need honestly, to, I Reverend. Go, I was just- <laughs> Listen, listen here, Pastor Mike. I, I, I honestly, I wanted to go straight into to Ephesians five twenty five. Oh, that's a good one. I, I, and, I, and the reason why I wanted to go here is because um, I, I seen a change in myself. Like I and Jessica, you know, I don't hide it. I was, I was, a, I was just a whack husband um, when we first got married. Like I, I, you know, I had a lot of conversation. Like we had a good time, but as far as a leader in my house, I was not a good one. I was a terrible one actually um so but i love i love ephesians five twenty five because it shows the holy spirit and the work that it does in you and uh changes you and listen to what it says it says uh, and 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 when you're listening hear what they're saying here hear what we're talking about and then contrast it with this this is the word of god it says husbands love your wives just as christ loved the church and gave himself for her that's that that's a beautiful thing Um, to make her holy, cleansing her with the washing of the water of the word. He did this to present the church to himself in splendor without spot or wrinkle or anything like that, but holy and blameless. In the same way, husbands are to love their wives as their own bodies. Um, He who loves his wife loves himself. (laughs) For no one ever hates his own flesh, but provides and cares for it, just as Christ does for the church. I, I love that scripture because it shows what a man is supposed to be for his wife. Like when you hear that and, and, and honestly, like I'm going to be real. I think that the reason why sexism and things like that came about is it's it's a lot to do with, you know, the sinfulness of man and things like that. But I really think that because men have not always taken verses like Ephesians 5, 25 and, and honestly the Bible um, seriously, it creates a void for that because now they're like, well, we can't. So yeah, now because of this and this, then we got to react. And now we come out with feminism or, you know, the way it is now, but, or we have sexism and things like that. And it's like, women are crying out to be like, something is wrong. Sort of like when you was talking about something is wrong. But then a lot of times we don't they, people don't know how to correct it because they don't go to the word of God. You know, we were talking in the first podcast about what justice was mm-hmm. and how God said that they, the people of this world don't know justice right. outside of him. Right. And so when they see these women being mistreated, they come up with terrible solutions right. Right. to the problem. Right. Which end up actually making the situation worse makes it worse and so right what the but what the bible is saying there is the man is head of his household Mm -hmm. but 
there's there's almost this sense where you have egalitarians over here mm-hmm. and you have complementarians over here. What's egalitarians are where um, they that's that sameness type of thing, like okay. the man and the woman. The woman is just a female version of the man, oh, that, okay. but it's just. They have so there's the same no role. role. There's no distinct role right. or any of that. So, like, if you think of how we were talking about before, how the Bible has harmony mm-hmm. uh, between men and women, yeah, then it would be like if men and women were playing the same note. Gotcha. Just maybe using a different finger. Gotcha. Okay. So gotcha. I mean, like, it so, so really, it doesn't end up mattering. Would it work for Numbers thirty? Where it talks about the vows. No. And, okay, don't I, work I, for that. I don't even know how they would apply that. Okay, all right, cool. I was just making because sure. they don't. I mean, like, I, when I went through my premarital counseling, mm-hmm. I was told that it didn't matter who was actually head of the household. Oh, I was told that it could be the man hmm. or it could be the woman. Is that it what just the Bible needed says? to be somebody. Does the Bible say that? No. <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah. So, so when so, when your counselor told that, did it? Did he say? Did God really say? <laughs> or did or did he kind of like? Right. Like, right. like well, how, how does he, how does he say that? I, I was just trying to figure out like that. Right. The Bible said. Well, that's that egalitarian type of viewpoint. Oh, okay. So oh, now okay. you have complementarians, and sometimes you have complementarians. Mm. So you have these guys who understand. They understand better what the Bible says, but then they twist it to say, to say, like, I'm head of the household, now do what I say. Mm. And now you're going to do everything for me for my own pleasure, mm. which is what the feminists were rebelling against. Right. 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 Because, like, right. That's, it- that's sin in that I'm going to lead for my own pleasure. You should be leading to edify your wife mm. to be more godly. Mm. You should be edifying your wife to grow in Christ. You should be living out your purpose, and your purpose is to glorify God and enjoy him forever. As a husband, your purpose is to teach your wife and children how to glorify God and enjoy him forever. Okay. If you mm. twist that and mm. you say, my role as husband is that you glorify me, mm. and hey. and I enjoy <laughs> everything forever. Well, you've twisted who God is. Hey, 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 man, come on, bro, Mike. You better pre. Yo, I told you, man. This is not. Look, we are not at service, bro. Yeah. You're not in the pulpit, man. Look, <laughs> go ahead and spit fire out here, then, because that that's absolutely true. That right. that's what they're rebelling. Like they rebel against. The, the misnomer and honestly I can be real with you that's what I had to repent of my like I, I had to repent of many things and one of the things was I knew men was ahead of the household so the 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 deal ideal is you just do what I say or you just need to listen to what I'm saying and, and it was no type of wait a minute what edifies your wife how do you love your wife like Christ loved the church that to me that is that's such a heavy call on husbands that well, you know, wow. And then you take that, and that's what the man's role is supposed to do, mm-hmm. right? And then you have the woman, and the Bible says, as a wife, be submissive to your husband. That's right. Right? It says that in... Um, that sounds like, sound like Peter. That sounds yeah, like Second Peter... Second Peter 3. Yeah. 
It yeah. says, likewise, wives, be subjective to your own husbands. Mm. So that even if some do not obey the word, that they may be won without a word by the conduct of their wives. So here's the thing. Here's the thing, right? The design here is not for women to just the, this idea that man is the master and the woman is a slave. Right. That's not the idea not here. The idea here is that the the gold standard, mm-hmm. right, is that a husband is teaching his wife how to grow in Christ. That's right. He's encouraging her. He's rebuking her. That's right. He's correcting her. Mm-hmm. And he's guiding her, protecting her, That's providing right. for her. That's right. He's doing these things for her good, mm-hmm. right? So the Bible's saying be submissive because that's his role is to lead you up there. That's right. And then here what Peter is saying is if he's not doing his role, continue doing your role that's right. because it will convict him. Mm. And this is a promise from God. Yeah. And the Holy Spirit inspired this, and the Holy Spirit's the one who convicts us of our sin. Right. He's saying, right. do this, and I'll do this. Right. It's a promise. Right. Right. And so here, right. uh, that's the design here, is that we have a man who's supposed to lead and take care of and provide for his family, and then you have the woman who is submitting to that leading to Christ. Mm-hmm. Right. Amen. Amen. Now here we have to ask is why is it like that? Why is the man leading the woman? Why is it not egalitarian? Why when God created the earth, Mm -hmm. did he not create man and woman at the same time? Why did he create Eve? Second, right. later, he, he actually made Adam go to sleep and he yep. took a rib out of Adam and he and he made Eve from it. Right, right. So, like, why would he do that? Why wouldn't he even make a human being who's supposed to be made in his image? Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't you? Ma- so if God has these feminine features and these masculine features, why don't you just make this one being who's hermaphroditic and you can just multiply from themselves right. and then everybody's the same? Right, right. Well, why not? Because the marriage is supposed to symbolize Christ's love for the church. Mm. Mm. And and in that well. marriage, right, you yeah. have authority and you have submission. So you have Christ who has the authority and the church who's supposed to be submissive. That's right. Right? And it's because... God wants to bless the church. He loves the church. (laughs) He wants to protect and serve the church. And so as we get through this, when we realize that our marriage is supposed to be a symbol of Christ's love for the church. That's right. Then we realize that all of these other things, this is why God gets so upset with these sins that are supposed to be associated with marriage. And that, People are abusing. Right. They're neglecting. Right. That's why he takes sexual sin so seriously is because it's Man. meant to be between a husband and his wife. That's right. It's supposed to be between Jesus and his church, mm. which 
you start getting into Song of Solomon, it makes people uncomfortable that God loves his people in that type of way. Right, right. Bro, I, I like Mike. You spitting fire right now. I, I'm just saying, you know, you're I don't, not, I don't no, know if you that's know not Mike, what this podcast but is supposed you just to be about. Fire, just, you just, <laughs> just, just letting you know, you spit. You got bars right now. That's what we would say, Mike. So, but but I don't this, know what that this means. is. A, <laughs> I know like you bars don't. Bars of gold that's, or something. That's sort of why I said it. <laughs> Oh, I love I love Pastor Mike. So, but no, like like I I absolutely agree. And and here's the thing, when it doesn't happen, when when we go against the word of God, because it's the same thing. And and that's why you know we Christians we really should you know really be dedicated to reading all of our Bible because Genesis pictures this perfectly. What do you have? You have a man and a woman. He made them different adam sees her and is like oh my goodness this one right here <laughs> she oh, me. Man. I, said, I probably said something like that to jessica <laughs> when i better but uh no like but that's what it is he sees her and then they they this serpent this outside uh person outside of their their covenant tries to come in and and start talking to eve Adam is supposed to be her protector. You know what I'm saying? Adam is supposed to say, wait a minute. What are you? Who in the world? Man, if you don't get away from my wife, have you? No, that's that's me right there. And instead, what he does is take the backseat and says, well, I don't know. Maybe he's a nice fella. Who knows? Or maybe it's a nice serpent. And what ends up happening? Eve falls and then Adam goes right along with it. And there is humanity right there. You have now humans relationship with God is broken now. All because Adam did not stand up and love his wife. Adam didn't stand up and protect his wife and now look at where we are now. And and that's that's a that picture goes all throughout history because now you have people who are doing things like uh, I and, and we ain't gotta get into this, but if you've ever seen like these women's marches where like you'll have or or even uh what's even crazier is these slut walks. Literally the, did you know that women are calling themselves sluts? Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Themselves sluts, as in I'm available for any man to do whatever to me, and I don't really care. Like that. Look what's going on. Like that's that's the the contrast when you go when you walk away from God's word, and that's the problem. Like when there's a problem, we need to address it with the word of God, not with our own opinions. So, so um, yeah, before sorry. we move on from here, I want to touch on like the role of women because i feel like the world craps on it Word. the world Word. completely craps Word. on the biblical worldview of right. a woman and then mars it right. just just mars right. it as being just the most disgusting thing right. that you could do right. i've heard them call women that are supposed to be like biblical women they've called them breeders mm-hmm. they they bare feet and pregnant i've heard i've heard that all he just yeah. wants you to be bare feet and pregnant and i'm like right what? so <laughs> well here talking about this is that in genesis it has adam and eve right and god instructs them on what's going to happen now that mm-hmm. they're leaving the garden he tells man that his curse is that he's going to go out and he's going to by the sweat of his brow that work is going to be frustrating. It's That's going right. to pull on him right. and it's it's going to be terrible. That's and right. then for a woman that she was going to have birthing pains mm-hmm. increased. Right. Her birthing pains were going to be increased. So here the Bible sets up that woman 
was to be the glory of man. Mm. And that man was supposed to go out, work, and provide for her. Mm-hmm. Right? And that and that she her main that that's his main primary responsibility. Mm-hmm. That's not saying that a woman couldn't go out of work. That's not saying that right. she couldn't do right. work. She right. couldn't do these things. That's the man's primary responsibility. That's right. Then you have the woman whose primary responsibility was to raise the next generation. Right. And we have crapped on that. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's people in our church, like in the church today, that that just downplay having children that it's a drag that it's going to ruin their lives that it's going to do these things but yet god calls children a blessing blessing and he says that the man's responsibility is to take care of that woman so that she can raise up a next generation that goes out into the world yeah. Right? It's arrows. Arrows. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Psalms like, it calls like, them arrows. Yeah, I like heat sick and missiles. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's what I like to say. Well, right. Right. Yeah, sharpen those arrows. Right. Make yeah. them long. Right. So he Word. So here and I thought I thought about this, like between me and you. Like I work in a production company where we make inorganic pigments. Mm-hmm. And I train production workers. Yeah. I, I help implement the safety measures. I train them on the new policies and all of those things, right? And you put in electricity into buildings. Right. Our work is going to be forgotten usually the day after we leave. Right. <laughs> it's right. Forgotten. Right. It's, yeah. like it's not right. even okay. important. Yeah. Thanks. Like, I'll let I mean, you later now. Right. Yeah. They give yeah. us our dollars and then it's done. It's they done. don't there's not a stamp with my name on it right. out there that's like, oh, Michael trains the this person, this person, this person. Right. And most of them forget my name right. after we're done training. Right. And and then not only that, but my company it would be amazing if my company's around in the next few decades. Right. Right? Right. So and like same thing with with all of our works. Yeah. Like it's just not it doesn't have lasting importance. Right. Right? Right. But our children and our grandchildren mm. this is of the utmost importance. That's right. Because the these people are creating legacies. That's right. Like the, right. this is what goes on for generations to generations That's to generations. Right. I mean, I was affected by my mother, who was affected by her grandmothers, right. and, and like because they spent majority of the time with their children. That's right. And that affected generations that they didn't even get to see. They didn't even get to see it. Right. They, they didn't even get to see it. And their names right. got and their names got passed on through that. Right. And and like that's not necessarily the most important thing that your name get passed on but the point is is that her work is so important that he says to the man you take care of her that's right because she is your glory Mm. whereas god Mm. says that christ says the church is my glory Mm. that's my love Mm. that's my bride Mm. that's what i come down on this earth to do for her amen amen man Go do that for your woman. Mm. And so that's the design that Christ gives us. Yeah. And our world just. Yeah. Took a dump on it. Said, yeah. nah, I, don't, I, don't want, I don't want none of that. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I, I want I want absolutely right. none of that. And I, and I even think about when when uh, when Adam uh, names Eve, he said he names her and it says, 
because you will be the mother of all. And I'm like, yo, like that's that's a title right there. The, the, right. That she is the mother of all people and all. Or like that's that's the title. And and I even think about it in even my context when you just talked about your mom and your grandmother. I think about my mom and how she looked at her grandmother. And then me coming to Christ was a largely due to the fact that I knew that my mom was actually a Christian. I grew up in a church in a context where I a lot of people, you know, you could just do whatever you wanted. And I was like, okay, well, I guess I'm good until I seen my mom and my dad's relationship. And I was like, that all stemmed from them raising me and showing me how, look, this is what people of God do. This is this is how we live our lives. And like that left in lasting because then now that they saved me or that I got saved because, you know, watching them. And of course, it was by the Holy Spirit. I ain't saying that, y'all. But. I see that and then look how many people that I can influence or I can touch and I can, you know, talk to and things all because of my parents and their parents and their parents' parents. So when you when you look at families, legacy is important. It's it's way more important. We were just talking about Mike's house. He has these old electrical wires in his house. And I know there was an electrician that put in a whole bunch of work at his house and then we had to tear it out. It's gone. Like we, they had to tear all of that work out. Why? Because things had to get updated. But when you think about kids, that leaves legacies. That that is going to be lasting from generation to generation. So um, we we definitely can't take a dump on our uh, our parents and our moms and things like that. Like that's yeah. Um, but no. Well, and so, I think so, yeah. when you're talking about these these guys who go and they empower these. Well, I, I say in air quotes, empower these women to, to you know, raise these kids by themselves. Instead, of it, and let's be clear, I understand that it, the single women didn't do any, like being a single mom is not a sin. Right. 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 So I'm not, right. like I grew up with a single mom for several years. Right. Um, that, the, my my father died. I know some people. the The man has abandoned the woman. Right. That's on the man for right. doing these things, right. right? For abandoning these women. But there's a there's this culture that's like empowering men to go abdicate their responsibility, mm-hmm. and then they're telling women that's okay. And I've I've seen women push the men out of their lives right. to to get rid of the men in their lives, right. so that. The, their children won't be around them. But then it creates this burden. Mm-hmm. And this is what we talked about is one of those struggles. And when you create this culture that promotes this type of behavior, mm-hmm. like you get more and more destructive. Right. You, you, it's, it's, it's an, and and we, we talked about it too. Same thing with racism. You, you're going to deal with those sins. They have fruit attached to them. And and that fruit can last from generation to generation to generation because of 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 what you do and how you think and how you do things when we will eat of that fruit. So when we've had men mistreating women, which is why we disagree with misogyny as well, um, we just have to say what is misogyny, but we disagree with oppressing women and doing wrong to women. Right. You can't read the scripture and come to misogyny. Right. <laughs> like, like you, 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 you're gonna go astray somewhere. So, so, but when you do that, the fruit of that comes. These groups that say, "Well, you know what? Slut walked in. 
or you go to these women marches and they're they're promoting abortion where they kill other girls so you know it's like wait that doesn't even make sense well it's you've literally taken what makes like you're the glory of man and you're going to it even says that it says that woman came from man Mm -hmm. but all men come from women that's right 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 and so like there's this honor that's given to all of us and you like the most atrocious thing you can do is take the thing that makes you glorious right that your body can create and sustain mm-hmm. another human life right right and it's, you it's just amazing twist it right you just you kill you, it you, you kill it it's, it's it's i'm telling you man like it's amazing and uh, right. we, we do need to, we do need to we go need to, to move the, on yeah because i i'll tell you bro i'm i was about to go in so yeah so let's okay. let's go to the next one so the next um, section uh we practice empathy we engage comrades with the intent to learn about and connect with their context. So right there, I don't have, no. I don't really have any disagreement. I, I think that there is some things that we could talk about. And I think Romans 12, 14 through 21 actually repeats some of this, mm-hmm. but then adds on a little bit of extra thing mm-hmm. that is different from this than it is to uh, Christianity. Mm-hmm. So do you want to read Romans 12, 14 through 18? Yep, I sure do. <laughs> I so this first part read. talks about we practice empathy. So Romans 12, uh, 14 through 21. So um, it says... Uh, okay actually start with 15 okay cool rejoice with those who rejoice weep with those who weep okay time out sorry (laughs) just for a second that's that that's what i think that is we practice empathy right we rejoice with those who rejoice right we weep for those who weep right we mourn with those who are mourning right and i think that in some of this context especially with Black Lives Matter and the organization that they are and the events that they're um, promoting and supporting and stuff. Um, sorry, my video went out. So, oh, oh, not that one. iPhone. Okay. So, what they're promoting or what the events that they're responding to mm-hmm. is authoritative abuses right that's what they're responding to right and so they're saying here and black lives matter and in the bible it's saying we practice empathy we mourn with those who mourn we weep who with those who weep like when these things happen like let's have some space for mourning let's have some space for weeping like instead of just taking these people and just marring them of saying like how how many sins they committed in their past, right. what they've been, um, right. the the crimes that they've committed right. here, or right. what their dreams were here, right. or what this or that was right. over here, they always have this like political narrative about yeah. whether this person was an angel or or if this person was um, a, a a demon. Yeah. Like they just take they take these narratives and it's like. 
that's someone's spouse. Right. That's someone's dad. Right. That's someone's child. Right. Can we please just cry with someone who just right. lost their child? Right. Someone right. who just lost their dad. Right. I mean, the guy who got shot seven times in the back yeah. up in Wisconsin. Like, I'm not even getting into right or wrong right now. Like, I'm not, uh, there's some there's time for that. Yeah. But there's time for mourning. Right. I mean, his three kids heard gunshots two or three feet from their face right. and watched their dad bleed out on the ground. That's right. I can we for a second have compassion right. Right. before we get into politics right like right right and and, and that's like that that's how that that's why you have to have the word of god because you you don't get stuff like that you don't get compassion like that's not automatic that your flesh wants to pick a side your flesh wants to say well i'm a republican so i'm going to be on the republican side or i'm a democrat so i want to be on the democrat side and it's like well wait a minute somebody just got shot right like let, let's let's how about we start there like somebody somebody just got shot and in front of their kids Th- this doesn't have to be a political thing right like this can be a thing of man like i'm hurt and i'm sad that somebody just got shot in front of their kids because i would never want that to happen to me so so we, we so can- maybe instead of the first thing we post on this Instead of posting a criminal record right. of of the cops or of the person who got shot, right. instead we should be weeping and mourning for those. Right. And and maybe that's not like you're actually making your, t- but you're sympathizing with right. those who are struggling that they just had their atrocity that happened right. in their life. That maybe you send out some support, and right. it's not that you're supporting this side or that side right. it's that you're emotionally supporting people right that you're like right. hey Something i'm gonna go through this with you right and where there is injustice we will speak up that's right for right now a brother just died right our sister just died right our children just died right our cousin like, just can died. we yeah right we can take a couple days to mourn collect everything and then let's go fight for justice. Right. Instead of just picking up our pitchforks and, and just like going to burn either side. Both sides do it. Yeah. Like. Yeah. And so finish reading Romans uh, 12 because here we get into some differences because they said we engage comrades. That's the people they're fighting with. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as Christians, we have comrades in right. a way. We don't. We refer to each other as brothers right. and sisters. Right. I, yeah. But but I the same intent here, I think, with them. Um, live, in, live in harmony with one another. Do not be proud. Instead, associate with the humble. Do not be wise in your own eyes. So CSB says estimation, but what is it? CSB says estimation, but okay. Eyes. So right there, I think it's a, like right here. It says the intent to learn about and connect with their context, and I think there's a level or, or where there's this discovery of your own truth. What's your truth? What's your right? right? And the Bible saying, no, 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 you can't go there. Right. You can't go to what's your own truth. Right. What you can do is empathize with somebody and then tell them the biblical truth about what is right and wrong. That's right. And, and that is the way that we can go about this. Now, during a time of mourning, some people's words are like the wind. They say things that are not, appropriate they're not fair they're not right they're angry they're saying these things in an emotional state and we should let those things go Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Like we should let that. We all have done those things. Right. We should let those things go, and, and we shouldn't allow things to be wise in our own eyes. Right. But go to the next part because I think the next part gets into a, a big difference. Do not repay anyone evil for evil. Give careful thought to do what is honorable in everyone's eyes. If it possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Friends, do not avenge yourselves. Instead, leave room for God's wrath. Because it is written, vengeance belongs to me. I will repay, says the Lord. So here, a difference is between Christians and this organization is that we are to treat our enemies with love and care. That's right. Our Father will take care of the vengeance. That's right. We like that's like one of those things is like, dude, you don't want to do that. Do you know who my dad is? Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, all right, man, I'm telling you, you don't want them problems, right? Like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Right. And, and, so and I'm God's just do... vengeance is going to go way farther than whatever I could do. Right. It's and gonna so I'm going to put my hands up and I'm going to do whatever you need me to do. And That's I'm right. going to take care of you mm-hmm. and I'm going to care for you no matter how much you hate me. But I'm going to let my father take this vengeance out. And that doesn't mean that doesn't mean the government doesn't punish evildoers. Right. Okay. Right. That means that on a personal level, we don't take the authority of God or the authority of government into our own hands and exact vengeance on people. That's right. Because vengeance is of God's because God's vengeance will be just. That's right. Our vengeance is not just. <laughs> no. Right. Because you're you're getting mad over th- mostly that's rooted it. Well, I don't even want to get into that because it's very nuanced depending on the situation. Right. But I, I like that. <laughs> right, because some of these people do need to be punished. Right. But it's not our role as individuals or as citizens to exact that punishment. That's right. The role is of of our God and of our government. And it's whether we have faith in our God. I have no faith in our government. I have faith in, <laughs> faith in our God that yeah. he is sovereign over all of these things and he will work these things out. Mm. For our salvation. That's right. So this stuff's all, if you're a Christian, this stuff is all being worked out That's right. for your good. It for doesn't good. make sense. And and I get that. It doesn't make sense to me either. That's right. But that's where faith is coming in because it makes sense to my father. And that's what's important. Mm-hmm. My father understands what's going on. Right. right. And so right. Um, this next part. So we got, we just got a couple minutes to work through these things. <laughs> Um, well, some of this next part, we talked about, well, we talked about these things a little bit. We talked about a lot of the motherhood. True. We did. We did. We did. But I I did want to, I did want to read something and I, and, and because. Well, let me read this part and then you can read your part. Go ahead. We can even make this a longer podcast. I don't care. Yeah. I don't care. So we make our spaces family friendly and enable parents to fully participate with their children. So I think they're just saying that their protests, their events are family friendly in right. the aspect that children are welcome to come. Right. Um, we dismantle the patriarchal practice that requires mothers to work double shifts so that they can mother in private, even as they participate in public justice work. So, this part kind of flips me around because if 
it's like they're bashing right the, the patriarchal system which says that there is a man he's head of his household he's married to the woman who helps him with the right. household and then you have the children but in that situation if that was the way things were going these women could practice these things and their children right. would be being raised well right. or better off but here I've, you're promoting a system of get rid of the man get rid of the patriarchy get rid of that and we will replace him so that you can go out and do double work right even I, though they're saying um we want to get rid of the patriarchy that requires women to do double work you're literally creating a system that makes women do double work right like which is why I, so and and I and I'm trying to see how they're saying this now cuz I'm looking at this and and I think I think even going down I feel like going down to the second part would actually give a little bit more context honestly because it says dismantle the patriarchal practice that requires mothers to work double shifts and I'm like what practice what practice makes women work double shift I, I don't think like I, I don't I'm know. trying to fi- I'm trying to figure that out uh, uh and and I like I've seen you know women working double shifts I, I have you know like you know aunts and cousins and friends and things like that that I've seen women have to work super hard and work extra overtime and get all this to provide for the family but I've seen that in the context of because the the man wasn't there. He 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 didn't take up responsibility, which is the exact opposite of the traditional um, patriarch. Can can we read this second part? Because I, I feel like it, it really helps. Yeah, the show. no, that helps. Yeah, we so- disrupt the Western prescribed nuclear family structure requirement by supporting each other as extended families and villages that collectively care for one another, especially our children, to the degree that mothers, parents, and children are comfortable. So, so no, notice, if you notice in here, there is no mention of fathers. Yeah, right there at the end it, <laughs> it says, it says that we collectively care for one another, especially our children, to the degree that mothers, parents... And children are comfortable. While at the same time saying we disrupt the nuclear family. The nuclear family is basically the traditional family. Right. Husband, wife, kids. That right. that's the that's the nuclear family. So you're trying to disrupt the nuclear family. And then you say, but we support mothers, parents, children. So just like Mike was saying when it talks about giving the double shift, that makes the mother work harder when you disrupt the man being in the home right. and 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 providing and taking care of his family and them working as a team and, and then number two i, I want to read something because a lot of times when we read this we can we can really uh get away from what actually goes on and a lot of times we we read this as if it's something that goes on in a vacuum like okay this only affects that family so if a man goes out and has sex with a woman and they have a baby and he doesn't want to take care of it. It's like, well, you know, that's one situation. That's not going to affect anybody else. That dude, he just is trash and it stops there. But it doesn't. It, it actually affects a lot of people. And I, and I want to read this. This is by a rapper and his name is Montana 300. Um, he's really popular on YouTube. Uh, he's a guy who's very talented, definitely not saved. 
Um, his lyrics, a lot of times, are uh, uh, very, very controversial. But I want to read this. This is his story and, and what he says. He says, I remember way back when I was broke, we was crying, Mama highest hell. To us, she was a loving mother, but to other mother, I ain't going to say it, but you, you know where I'm going with that. She was clientele. So what he's saying is, he's saying, look, I have a mom in the home. We're crying and we're crying out to her like, look, mama, I don't I don't want you know, we're, we're needing you. And what she's going through is she has other people selling her drugs. So because she doesn't have a, a, a father in the home, just like Adam didn't protect Eve, she doesn't have a father in the home to protect her. And on top of that, now her kids are a witness to this. And now that drastically affects their lives. So when you talk about you want to disrupt this and act as if, well, yeah, you know, we just disrupting it because we don't need men is what, a, a, you know, I hear that a lot too. Like, oh, we don't need no man or anything like that. When you try to disrupt that, it causes a lot of harm. Look, look at what's going on in this context. This is this is his own story. But and if you read in the rest of the lyrics where he's he'll then go on to say now he's going to be um, killing people. Now, he's going to be the person, the person that all those people was trying to, they was doing that to his mom, not caring anything about the mother or their family because it was, well, I'm going to make money. So I sell it to her. I ain't tripping. So you do all of this and look what the effect it had. Now, all of a sudden you're raised, you have a cycle where you have a person who is, who doesn't care about anybody else. Why? Because nobody cared about him. Why his mom is getting hot like this this verse when I heard it I was like that touched me it, it really really touched me because I was like man that's not right and this is what they're promoting they're, they're not they're promoting this per se but when they promote leave the man out of it just you know what he has sex with a woman and they don't want it let's disrupt that let's disrupt men having responsibility how does that help anybody because it definitely didn't help him so that that's that's my that's my whole thing on this this disrupt the the western because and on top of that that's who made that structure god did god is the one who made marriage if you're against marriage you're against god's word there's no other way around that so i, I i'm sorry mike i i just that re that really really got to me and i and i, I when i read that that really because that verse of that rap song just came up to me and I was like, yo, like that, that's a problem and you're promoting it. How? Yeah, I mean, I don't get, I don't get it because you just said, like they just said that they don't want women to, to work that double shift and right. then they turn around and create a situation where she's got to, she's got like, to, she's got to do, do that double shift where she's has to either do, put in two shifts at work or she has to put in two shifts at work, try to parent and try to help out in com the community right. to fight against social justice. That's maybe right. happening to her son. Right. And, and like, right. she doesn't basically just doesn't have time for all of these things. Right. And so she some can't. of it gets nixed. Right. And in a culture like this, where you're not actually valuing. So like you're saying with your words that you're valuing the children, but then with your actions, you're creating an environment that's terrible for children. It's terrible for them. Right. And it's so, my my kid like, my kids my kids get to be with their mom. 
But my, my kids get to be in a setting where they can, where all the stress is taken off of her of the double shift. She doesn't have to do that of the, the parenting. That's something that she can do at her leisure. Like she can actually parent the kids because she can be with them. But when you take the man, when you take me out of the situation, now what does she have to do? She has to work. So she's, and maybe even have a double shift. Stuff is expensive right now. So since she has to work, so now what? Now she needs a babysitter or, or daycare or whatever and have them trying to raise her. And she can't even have that time with them because she's working so much. Yeah, because the daycares end up costing more money. Right. And then they can't keep and up. And they can't keep they up. They just can't keep up. They the can't. system's not... The it's, system's not set up for that. Right. Now, and then you wonder I why want, she's stressed. I think that it's important to note that the church is required to be taking care of these single women in these circumstances. Absolutely. And and that though these women and we've talked about this prior in the podcast, that that they that we're we can promote the family, right? Right. And we can support single women. Right. And we as a church can do both. We can. But it seems like this organization is trying to say now get rid of the the get rid of like that gold standard of having the man and the woman raise a family together right. let's get rid of that and we're going to just create this one that's this is really hard it's hard it's burdensome it's it's, it's a problem right mike we went over the statistics right. 20 times more likely to end up in prison with a single parent home 20 times that's and that's not a a racist thing. That's not a political thing. That's just the statistics. So when we look at that and then we listen to what they're saying, I, and that makes me again, I ain't I ain't like I was last time, but that makes me upset because I actually care for the people. Right. I actually I want I want men to stand up and love their wives, right, and to work hard for their wives and for women to have the joy of not having all these burdens and to be stressed out and to hear and to hear and one of the things that the the rapper said in the song was i remember praying because i wanted to shoot them kill them all that was his prayers as a kid like think about the amount of trauma and the amount of psychological effect that has on a kid to want to be killing people because they're out here selling drugs to his mom and she's not even able to parent them and where is the father at because well she was just she was just a piece of body for me at the time so i don't need to, i don't need that responsibility i ain't got no responsibility all i wanted was a good time and then we say feminism how so i yeah mike I, yeah sorry about that so we'll kind of end on a good note <laughs> so um the this next part says we foster a queer affirming network when we gather so we with the intentions of freeing ourselves from the tight grip of heteronormative thinking or rather the belief that all in the world are heterosexual unless she he or they disclose otherwise now we talked about that in yeah. the part three podcast so we're not going to be getting into that today the next part reads we collectivate an inter uh, <laughs> that uh, is a that's a big word right back uh, to back <laughs> we cultivate uh, someone's gonna clip that and make fun of me we cultivate an intergenerational and communal network free from ageism 
We believe that all people, regardless of age, show up with the capacity to lead and learn. Amen. Amen. I 100% agree I can, with that. I can agree. 100% agree 100% with that. 100% agree. Ageism I, is terrible. <laughs> I mean, the Bible... Like, specific i mean we were just reading job and 32 chapters in these guys are like whining and complaining and describing god in ways that he's not right and this guy comes up he's a young guy he waits 32 chapters over several days Mm -hmm. and he goes what is wrong with you guys (laughs) he goes but i was silent because you guys were older. Right. I respected you. Right. I wanted to give you the honor. Right. You guys have more wisdom than I do. That's right. He goes, right. but you have described God incorrectly. Yeah. Right. And so, but there was this honor, this respect. Right. Whether, because even though you're older doesn't always mean you're right. Right. But it means that younger people are to give you respect. Right. Because you right. have experienced more. Right. And, the the community i mean even the bible says honor your mother and father that's right they're older than you that's right they deserve your respect that's they right. deserve your honor i'm i'm a little bit shocked it's in here <laughs> i right it's and it, and it was it, it went but from good. let's good. just have homosexuals to hey we respect everybody's age what i'm confused <laughs> i am very like i like i'm just like wait how did that where like where did the thinking go? It was like right. homosexuals in age, and I was like, well, all right. Part sure. of this, I, I have to think that there's other age groups that would predominantly not support a lot of what this is saying just because of their age. Right. Right. Now True. they might be a biblical very, worldview. Yeah. They might be. A, That's a good I would point, be Mike. interested to see how the organization would treat these older people that didn't agree with them. Right. If they're still saying. Are you just saying that regardless of age, as long as you agree with us, or right. are you saying regardless of age, I'm going to respect right. you, right? For, that's a, that's uh, older a very or younger, good. because as yeah. Christians, it doesn't matter whether you're a Christian or not. I have to respect you right. as an elder, right? Like Word. you are older and you have lived longer, whether you're an atheist or Christian, enemy or friend, right? Family or not family, yeah. like yeah. I have to respect you, yeah. So. I don't know if that's what they would say, but um, that's the way that, that it's written here, yeah. I, I like this because yeah, it says li- the capacity like to lead and learn. Right, yeah. right. I, re- I really, I like that. Great, great. Like I, I really, really. That's a great quote right, right there. I like that. And then um, the last part: we embody and practice justice, liberation, and peace in our engagement with one another. I, I I'm like, cool. Man, I, I like they that, ended with a good note. That, I, <laughs> like it, it started off. It started off really good. Yeah, like it was start off good, good, and then it was like crash. Then got it was like, like no no no. It hey, got hey, a guys. little cray cray. <laughs> and hey, then guys. it was like let's land. It was like hey plan. guys. It was like hey guys. No no no. We're we're all cool here. We we all good here. Like let's. I yeah. It, it this was a looking back. This is a very interesting document. I I am I like I said I love the statement of Black Lives Matter. I really do. I love black people. Um, I love white people. Asian. If you out there, if you know me, you know that I I love you regardless of who you are. So it's not it's not a thing of of you know this is 
downing a race or even a political statement and that and i think me and mike have done a really good job at not making this political i think that I think that's the best thing that way that to praise done. yourself then <laughs> no no now least, you're hey, not okay, capital wait, on, reverend. <laughs> you're a lowercase reverend i say i say we have tried our best there you go i can i can that's say better yeah because i'm sure somebody was like what well, is political so I, i'll say and and i'll even say i've been wrong so many times and mike has even corrected me because you know i'm <laughs> humble so so let so i'll say that you know we have tried our best not to make it political and things like that but just look at this as a biblical um uh evaluation of the organization and, yeah and i think yeah this was a good way of demonstrating how like ben and i see the world right we when we encounter things whether they're christian organizations whether it's a church uh, a religious worship group whether it's a public speaker a politician a a political organization a movie that's right any of these things this is how me and ben look at and address things is to say we filter it through scripture that's right we want to take what they say Push it through what Scripture says, mm-hmm. and we're going to take out. We're going to take the good that right. agrees with Scripture, and we're going to just dump off that rest right. and say, "No, nah, I don't need that." Right, 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 and right, and I and I like like I said, I, I think that like I said, I I really really uh, I appreciate your time, Mike. I, I know that this is uh this has been a a long. <laughs> yeah, we're at like an hour and fifteen. And I'm, overall though it's been like but i didn't want to do a i didn't want to do a fifth one say <laughs> right. nope that's yeah so yeah so we will be back um i i can't i think we're doing our next one our manhood right yeah biblical manhood they got a little bit of that today. we got we got a little about uh, we talking about a, a biblical man today. hey but, hey but yeah, yeah. Right, what Mike We're said. We're digging a little bit more into that. <laughs> right, so right. Biblical stay manhood. Stay tuned. Yes. Stay if you tuned. like this podcast, give it a like on Facebook. Share it. Um, we, Me and Ben get a lot of private messages asking us questions and clarifications. Always enjoy interacting with our audience Word. and the people that are listening. Um, I know we're going through a bunch of complicated matters um, that require a lot of nuance. Right. So... And um, and we are fallible. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Like I, I like I said, we I can I can always be wrong. The Bible can't be wrong, but I could always be wrong. So yeah, right. so if you have a thing where you like, hey, I think that you're wrong on this point, let us know. We'll we'll talk about it. I'm I'm not a uh I'm not a tyrant, I promise you. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so thank y'all for having us and uh Mike. I'll back. see you guys later. Oh, thank you.